Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Startup Sutra. So for this episode we are going to focus on a very traditional industry. Uh, it's an industry where India holds a lot of advantage globally. Uh, so this industry uh, is basically the pharmaceuticals industry and as we all know India is called as the generic pharmaceuticals hub of the world. So why we picked up this episode idea is because of two reasons. So primarily Bhavjit as we all know is a consultant what we don't know is that he is a consultant for the pharmaceutical industry so he has a lot of experience working with a lot of pharmaceutical giants uh, another thing is that uh, as some of you might know i had initially launched a venture in the pharmaceutical space and that is where i understood the kind of margins and the kind of profits that this industry holds and what's the kind of you know opportunity that you have in this industry even today like even though india is considered to be the generic capital of the world still there are a lot of opportunities in this space so without further ado let's get into the ideas so bhavjit what do you have for us sure nirad before we dive into that uh one of the reasons i like this industry is very dynamic it's ever changing ever evolving and yeah the margins are crazy and the changes are very often even recently uh the clients that i've been working on uh has been acquired by a major giant and that too within few years of it you know uh we're starting the business so yeah let's dive into the idea for now our first idea is related to indian pharma industry uh about indian pharma industry we all know it's very highly fragmented and uh, even like more than 80% of the uh, medicines that are dispensed uh we don't have the accurate prescriptions for those it's very opaque industry if we can describe in uh, in that way but one bangalore based startup founded in 2019 uh founded by iid graduates is trying to streamline this supply chain and create a transparent ecosystem for it the company's name is savio and what it does is it is a kind of a b2b marketplace for indian pharmacy just like uh, we know udan is a b2b marketplace for e-commerce uh similar to that what they are trying to do is they are trying to help indian pharmacies digitalize their business they are trying to become the single procurement point for all medicines and uh, so that there is you know some transparency in this industry and there is uniformity in margins and services so coming to uh, what how many like uh, pharmacies they are servicing right now they are mostly concentrated in their operations in bangalore or the karnataka area they are working with uh, around 2000 pharmacies in bangalore uh, i believe more than 3000 uh, in karnataka and recently in their seed funding round they have raised 4 million dollars from matrix partners and rtp global and uh, as per their own words they'll use these funds to penetrate deeper into existing geographies and also to expand to new territories uh they are probably looking to capture more than 1 lakh pharmacies across india and spread their operations in close to 100 cities in india i think uh if you look at the idea it's very ripe at a very right time and they are doing the thing which can actually scale the pharma industry the indian pharma industry is growing at a cagr of like 20 to 22% it's a very fast growth and they are at the right place at the right time what do you say anurag yeah. yeah i think this is a very interesting idea because this is pretty much in line with any industry that you see uh, the maturity of any industry so if you look at the e-commerce industry initially it was a horizontal platform like flipkart or amazon that entered the market 
and now you have vertical platforms that are uh, you know working in a specific niche or a very spe specific industry so just like that in the b2b e-commerce you had initially companies like uran that were catering in multiple product categories and now you have categories uh, category specialists like uh, savio that are coming on and it makes a lot of sense because uh, companies like uran might not understand the specific challenges of a particular industry so companies like savio might uh, get get an advantage over that because they understand the pharmaceutical industry in and out and they can cater their entire operations to that one particular industry or one that particular uh, product type right so the right, second right. idea that we have today is uh, something similar to that uh, which also deals in generic medications so let me give you a brief idea about what generic medications are and why it is becoming more and more popular across the globe so if you look at uh, more than 95% of the medications that are being consumed today across the globe are generic medications so what i mean by generic medications are medicines that have lost their patents so when a company or uh, a pharmaceutical industry giant creates a new patent or a new medication they have the rights to sell that medication for 20 years so after that uh, the medicine or that patent becomes generic and anybody can develop that medicine so at that stage what happens is a lot of uh, you know players will enter the market and that will bring the cost down but unfortunately that uh, reduction in cost is many a times not you know transferred over to the consumer so even though the costs of that medication are going down still the consumer has to pay a premium on that now why this is creating a major problem is that because you as a pharmaceutical industry are not investing that much in r&d but you're still able to increase your profits now if you look at the indian market what indian government did very well was the fact that they allowed companies to start manufacturing these generic medications without any uh, you know threat from pharmaceutical giants for uh, patent claims so that is how the indian government was able to you know cultivate the generic pharmaceuticals industry in india now what is happening is that uh, people have realized this and people are using this arbitrage to create their own brands or create their own businesses in the pharmaceutical space so one interesting company in this space is by mark cuban who we all know from shark tank so mark cuban recently launched a company called cost plus and what cost plus does is basically it sells these generic medications to us patients who can buy these medications without using their insurance at a much lower cost point so instead of paying 10x amount through your insurance agency you can buy it at 1/10 the cost directly through cost plus and why this is a game changer is because if you look at the in insurance industry in the united states it has a very strong uh, you know control over the entire supply chain so doctors won't usually charge you directly for the medications they'll put up those costs in your insurance claims and that is how you actually end up paying 10 times more so if you directly buy these medications these generic medications through cash without using your insurance claim you might be able to save as much as 90% uh, similar concept have come up in india as well so you might have heard Uh, a few years back uh, ratan tata had invested in a youngsters company an 18 year olds company uh, the company was named generic aadhar 
so generic aadhar is something similar for the indian market but what they are doing is that they are not creating an online platform for generic medications they have created a fa- uh, franchise system so anybody can open a generic medications store across india and this concept has actually been taken up a lot of other uh, players in india as well so there are a slew of you know generic uh, franchisee outlets uh, across india now who are dealing in this and i think it is uh, going to grow even further in the future what do you think totally totally agree on that point uh, i think the the you know uh, working in an opportunity like this cost plus that mark cuban is growing is a good thing uh, you, you uh, might have uh, heard some stories about people who used to pay like even after the insurance the out of pocket pay for the patients was like three or four times more to what they are now paying for to buy generic medicines and they are directly you know uh, telling their prescribers to prescribe generic medicines which are still available at the cheaper rates uh, even without uh, the out of pocket pay for a patient and i think uh, if if someone can really work on that uh, in a good sense because we know that generic medicines are not preferred by the prescribers they do not get commissions for that but uh, if someone can you know take this idea and make it a mainstream idea this could really do wonders you know if you can pass on some of those profits into the consumers pockets i think the consumers would become more interested over time in these ideas right 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 exactly all right so what's next on the agenda today sure so the next idea is again related to the cost plus itself so cost plus uses trupel trupel is a us based company uh, launched in 2016 it uses trupel at as uh, uh, as its pharma uh, supply uh, supply chain backbone so what trupel did is trupel initially started focusing on pharmacy and delivery so they developed a business to business platform and they provided like a delivery uh, white label packaging and product designs then uh, they what they did is they built digital pharmacy uh, you know uh, virtual pharmacy delivery platforms and then with their uh, fundings uh, in a few years they also debuted in telehealth network and online diagnostic services so they started similar to what we discussed this idea about savio earlier now they are also moving to after you know uh, becoming a big name in us becoming a nationwide pharmacy supplier they are moving into other uh, similar ideas getting into telehealth network diagnostic services and also uh, e-commerce offerings uh, on the platform so uh, now that trupil has a nationwide pharmacy footprint and uh, given that their uh, their idea is more of a virtual uh, what they are trying to do is uh, as they envision the future of pharma or healthcare getting 80% virtual in the next few years they'll probably try to capture more of this market and uh, make a strong foothold and uh, i think that is why even mark cuban is preferring trupel as their you know uh, pharmacy uh, delivery partner so i mean it reduces the kind of effort that you have to put in to launch your own brand right like they are taking right. care of everything on the back end from supplying the medications procuring the medications creating the brand creating the packaging uh, creating the network of you know online diagnostic systems or online consultation via uh, doctors across the united states so by right, doing exactly. this uh, you know like back end operations work they make it 
much more easier for any D2C brand to create a pharmaceutical brand within like three months and uh, set up operations uh, across the United States, right? Right, right. And uh, with their with the partnership with Cost Plus, I think they have already paved the way for you know a brand recognition or for uh, or for being a, a known brand in the US to uh, set up uh, pharmacy delivery or online diagnostic services. I think that is what even Savio that we were discussing earlier is trying to do right now. They want to first establish their foothold as a pharmacy delivery uh, fulfillment partner. And then maybe they may also move on to these other uh, channels. Right? This, this seems like a very interesting you know, extension of the B2B e-commerce uh, like Savio is doing. So uh, right. not just Cost Plus, almost all the major, uh, you know, D2C brands that you see in the health and wellness space in the United States are being backed by Truepill. So companies like Hims, which is uh, probably one of the biggest, right. uh, you know, men's health and wellness platforms in the US, another one called Roman. So all these companies are being uh, catered to by Truepill's backend. So it's not just about Cost Plus. I think uh, they right now have over a hundred uh, such companies or such brands that are, uh, you know, operating on they're the they're basis supporting. of Rupal's framework. Yeah. Yep. 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 Right. I think it, it it helps them launch their product or their brand very quickly because they already yeah. have that uh, backend channel, their delivery channel, which uh, which is a major work to set up so, to do. And the regulatory framework is also easier to navigate because now, because Truepill already has the, uh, you know, regulatory framework in place. They have the network of uh, consultants. They have a network of doctors across the states in the United States. So in mm -hmm. US, particularly, if you look at the pharmaceutical industry, you have to grow state by state. So by creating right. a statewide network uh, across all the states in the US, you can, from the very first day, uh, enter the American market in one go without going, uh, you know, state by state. All right. So exactly. the next idea for this episode is something very interesting. And this is a problem that Bhavjit hinted upon initially as well, which is the fraudulent products in the pharmaceutical industry. So consider, uh, you know, high cost medications for things like cancer or for things like AIDS. So there, the margins on these medications, although they are very good, but if you are able to, you know, create a fraudulent product, then it the, you can significantly increase the margins. And this is a problem that is much more prevalent in developing markets or developing countries like countries like India or countries in, uh, you know, Africa or the rest of Asia. So these, uh, you know, countries they don't have a very strong, uh, you know, regulatory system. Uh, through which they can make sure that all the medications that are entering the market are 100% genuine. So what we can do is, so something like, uh, you know, examine.com. So we had discussed examine.com in a previous uh, episode where we talked about the business of trust. So what examine.com does is you can simply scan the barcode of any, uh, you know, health or nutrition product or a cosmetic product. And you can check whether the product is genuine or not. You can check the ingredients of the product and all those information that you would like to see. So similar to examine.com, we can create a pharma verification app where by simply scanning the QR code on the medicine strip or the barcode on the uh, medicine bottle, you can see whether the product is genuine or not. And I think this is very, very useful for, uh, as I said, the developing countries like those in Asia and in Africa, 
because fraudulent uh, medications is probably one of the biggest cause of deaths in these uh, nations and this adds a lot of burden on the existing healthcare system so even though you can treat those uh, diseases but since because of the prevalence of fraudulent medications those problems are further exaggerated right what do you think right right i think uh... it's a great idea i'm not sure if somebody is already working on it because i didn't get any uh, you know information about it but it is something a problem that is supposed to be tackled and i'm not sure why someone is not working on it and even uh, looking at the you know uh, the prominence that blockchain is gaining blockchain can be used uh, in this uh, developing such an app or developing such a techno you know uh, a company wherein you can actually uh, like it kind of is a decentralized ledger when you scan a, uh, any barcode or qr code on any medicine you can actually track its journey from the manufacturer and uh, to the you know warehouses and the retailers uh, till what uh, it has uh, the medicine journey has covered so uh, i think there is something that should be coming up and for sure i believe someone uh, should be working on this and this could be a game changer so okay so another idea that we had earlier was regarding the pharma fire sales uh, auction you know as a uh, products ex- come to their expiry dates uh, people what they do is they try to uh, sell those at a very major discount so that they can cover their you know uh, at least the cost of the product so i know there's a similar startup in uk what they do is they aggregate information of the stores nearby they get the information of the products who are uh, which are about to expire sorry and then they send it to you know their customers which are using their apps that these products are uh, are available at a very high discounts yeah, okay. so similar to that companies approved food right i i sorry i don't remember the name exactly but yeah this uh, yeah, is an idea approved. yep and this is an idea which can be implemented in pharma business also because we know that uh medicine is a such a thing that it even if it close to uh you know it's expiry date people don't uh, tend not to buy it but someone who can uh, you know really use that uh, discounts and buy medicine at cheap rates this could be uh, you know very helpful for such people so maybe if someone can yeah, implement so such an idea clinics or hospitals that might be using those medic medications at large scale for them it doesn't really right. matter you know if it's expiring in 6 months or something like that exactly exactly so i think this this is an idea someone has to work on it and this could not just be beneficial for pharma company for customers but this could be a sustainable idea and uh, i you know i'm always aligned to something which is more sustainable and uh, environment friendly and uh, uh, if someone would like to work on that i will surely like to jump on this idea so let me give you personal experience from this industry what i have witnessed so when mm-hmm. i was trying to sell uh, you know my near expiry stock so in the pharmaceutical industry anything that has an expiry date of less than 1 year is considered to be a near expiry product so that is how crazy okay. the problem is because when you get manufactured uh, when you get products manufactured directly those products have a shelf life at least 2 to 3 years right so as soon as mm-hmm. the shelf life goes beyond say less than 1 year it becomes a short expiry product 
and as soon as that happens the prices of this medications will fall by like as much as 75 or 80% so i was only able to extract something like 20 to 25% of the actual market value of the products so uh, you know had i been able to sell those products say to a hospital chain directly where they might have been able to use it uh, you know immediately without going without letting any of the product go to waste i think that would make a lot of sense and in that case the hospital even might be uh, you know willing to pay me say a little bit more than that say instead of mm-hmm. i getting 20% i might be able to get 30 or 40% out of those hospitals right 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 that is actually true i i couldn't see the angles from the business perspective i was only looking at the you know consumer perspective but yeah even businesses where consumption is high they could really use this and this could be a a great idea i would say